0: Hi, everyone. Thank you all for joining us today. We are recording from Vienna, beautiful capital of Austria. Our guest today has been the executive editor of New Beauty since 2008. and comes with a wealth of knowledge, passion, and a drive to empower readers everywhere. We are so happy to welcome Liz Ritter. And just a little bit about New Beauty before we dive in. With a reach of 350,000 plus unique visitors per month, New Beauty inspires, educates and guides women to make smart, informed and confident beauty choices. New Beauty delivers cutting edge information and solutions on a range of options from the latest beauty products, treatments and cosmetic enhancement procedures to advancements in health and wellness. All right, let's get started.
1: Welcome everybody. So Patrick, urban myself. And um, we are joined today by Liz Ritter. And we are so excited that you are here. And when I say here, I mean Vienna, Austria. Yeah, not
0: just any here, but here in Vienna.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, so welcome. what have you thought so far? Thank you. Nice to meet you both. Um,
2: it has been amazing. A quick 36 hours, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been on the go. We have been learning a lot. And we've been seeing a lot. So it has been wonderful.
1: So good. And eating a lot. Eating right? a lot. Yes. yes. A lot of dessert. Yes, <laughs> and we appreciate that. So we are gonna kick this off. We're so happy that you're here, but we're gonna open things up with a few of what we call icebreakers. So awesome. let let our listeners get to know another side of you oh, a bit. Sounds exciting.
0: So if you were not doing what you're doing today, What else would you be doing if you'd taken a different path?
2: Oh, gosh. Well, at this point, I'm in trouble, I think, because I think it's the only thing I know how to do. Um, (laughs) But I did originally think I would be an engineer. um, Oh, yeah? So that is what I went to school to be. And until I went to the orientation and I realized I didn't really know what it was or didn't think I'd be good at it, um, that's kind of when I went into liberal arts and communications Mm -hmm. and the rest is history. Wow. Yeah, kind of a different path. But I think, you know, it all worked out and I'm happy with what I
1: do. Love that. I do too. You walk in thinking you're going to do one thing to college, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, good thing it was it happened so early too, like at orientation. Yeah, I like, don't no. really
2: think my father was happy, but um, <laughs> you know, it's their job. It's a
0: dad's <laughs> to job to be unhappy. Be unhappy sure. with uh, the choices that are being made, but it all works out.
1: It yes, yeah. clearly you're doing okay. Oh, thank you. Sure so let's get to know liz a little bit more so we know that you're amazing at what you do at new beauty but many some of our listeners um, may not know and so can you tell us a little bit about what you do
2: yeah so i'm the executive editor um we have an amazing team we have an amazing staff we are small but mighty um Mm. and we really all wear a bunch of different hats but i would say that it's fair to say all of us write we edit we think of story ideas we fact check um and we're just kind of out there finding Cool stuff. Um, I know that probably sounds really simplified, but um, that's our job to kind of bring to consumers and to the doctors just what we're seeing on print and online. Mm-hmm. Um, digital is a big part of you know it's it's all one thing now. There is no print and there is no digital. It's all just one big content uh, platform. So. We're 100% about beauty, that is new beauty, um, from wellness to skincare to active ingredients to the aesthetics, um, you know, how we're here today. But it really encompasses everything and we work really, really closely with experts. Um, You know, we're never going to be the expert in doing plastic surgery or injectables, but we really have a great bank of people to go to who help us um, mm-hmm. and just kind of come to us with ideas and make sure that our content is accurate. That's the most important thing of to course. us.
0: Yeah. So is wellness and beauty something you've always been interested in, or how have you developed or fueled a
2: passion for that yeah, over time? Yeah, it has been. This is the first magazine, I've, I've been here for 14 years mm-hmm. now, um, but this is the first magazine I've worked at that is beauty-focused, but I have always been interested in it. And I think, you know, it's interesting when you kind of tell people what you do, you find that everybody, you know, whether they just like walking into a CVS and finding a new hair product or they're really, really into it, it kind of touches everybody's lives in some kind of way. So that's what I really love about it.
0: That's awesome. And so what is like the most interesting or best part of being an editor?
2: Oh, it's trying the products. There's Mm -hmm. definitely no shortage of trying products. Um, It can be a lot sometimes. I I always say the more I try, sometimes the more um, broken out my face gets. So you have to have a a little bit of a system. Um, That's an amazing part. I love talking to people, hearing what they're doing, hearing what they're seeing, like at a conference like this, Um, and just kind of hearing what people are into. I think, you know, everybody's different. I think everybody has different preferences. There is no one size fits all in beauty at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like kind of hearing what people are really into or what they're looking to get into.
0: And as you think about maybe the year ahead, the next mm-hmm. 12 months or so, here we are in November. So if you think about the next 12 months, what's most exciting to you? Is there anything you're seeing or a trend you're picking up on or anything that's, that's of extreme interest or excitement to you?
2: Yeah, I think self-care is really evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think we've seen it, you know, I know we're not, Post-COVID, I don't like using that term, but since COVID, I think it's really, really, really become an important part of everyone's lives. Um, and you know, that can mean taking a bath at the end of the day. That can mean getting an aesthetic treatment. It mm-hmm. can mean a lot of things. Um, but I do think just mentally, um, it's such a big, big, big part of everyone's world. Um, and you know, it's just taking a little bit of time for yourself.
0: Yeah, it um, it's interesting however that fueled some form of new examination of that concept mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it, it, as you say since covid it, it it kind of did and it made people reevaluate i think in a very good way yes mm-hmm. you know that they that they now it's okay to take that time right. i think for a long time we feel somehow guilty that we're not entitled to that even though we most certainly are. Right. Um, so I think that's that bodes well that yeah. people are now thinking about that. And then as you point out, there's many avenues that branch off from that idea of self-care, one of which is aesthetics, but it's not the only one. Mm-hmm. And So there's this whole all-encompassing wellness and beauty and so there forth. There is. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And I think it's great. I think it's, you know, like you said, it, maybe it was a badge of honor never to take a break before. and Now it really is... If you want to, you know, keep staying busy and keep getting things done, you do have to take a couple minutes for yourself.
1: It is a good thing, but sadly, it took a right. right. It took a pandemic to make us realize that we need to take a second mm-hmm. and not wear the badge of honor of never right. of never taking time for right. yourself.
0: So we absolutely love New Beauty. We love Thank what you. you all do. It's 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 an important mm. resource that people can Thank rely you. on, I think in 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 times where it's hard to know which resources mm-hmm. to rely on. Exactly. And so my my question for you is with with all that is available that qualifies as information, how can how can consumers make sure that the things they're choosing are sort of educated choices.
2: Yeah, I mean, there is so, so much out there. There's, we're, de- we're definitely above the oversaturation point. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I get it, you see a lot on social media and that's a great way to be introduced to things. Um, and, you know, I think with beauty, if you try a moisturizer that doesn't quite work for you, that's not gonna be a big deal. With aesthetics though, if you try something that you saw online or on, you know, a before and after on Instagram, that wasn't quite right for you. That could be a bigger problem. Um, my number one piece of advice is just, you know, what our mission statement is. Just rely on experts. Um, they're they're experts for a reason. The dermatologists, the plastic surgeons, you know, they know what's best for you, and they can help you make best decisions. Um, this is not a cookie cutter type thing. You want to, you don't want to look at injectables that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to look at any aesthetic procedure that way. So I think just. Being armed with homework, knowledge, and expert sources is really, you know,
1: the name of the game. And as executive edit- editor, like, how do you look at the opportunities to give your readers that type of education so they can come in with that knowledge? So we
2: definitely rely heavily on the doctors, um, you know, showcasing their before and afters. We we really we have a brain trust who really really looks at everything we do. Um, They're kind of our ultimate fact-checking, discerning Mm -hmm. eye. Um, And and they won't let us go to press with something if it, you know, gives unrealistic results. Uh, Dr. Robert Singer, he's our chairman of the board. He's really, really tough on that. Um, You know, he's really even tough on the language we use with what a cream can and cannot do. Um, So he's really, really looking at everything to make sure that it's 100% accurate. And we are giving readers, you know, as we should, the right information.
0: So you were talking a little bit about experts and mm-hmm. how people should rely on the on the experts in any given area to sort of guide them in their journey but with the rise of so many influencers on social media how do you see that role either you know participating in creating the future that we're all going to arrive at at some point
2: Yeah I mean there's so much out there I, it's overwhelming for me so I can't even imagine you know what it's like Um, I think you know social media definitely has some very positive aspects it has negative some negative ones obviously I think in terms of beauty it's great that people are out there and talking about maybe what they've had done or what they're doing because you know even a few years ago that was not necessarily you know something people shared so I think for aesthetics it's great it's great that we can go on Instagram and kind of see what people are doing Um, we can hear about some celebrities or influencers but at the end of the day It can't just be something that you see and go into the doctor's office and say, I wanna look like this, or I wanna do this. Um, You know, it can be a jumping off point for a conversation with your doctor. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of how I see it. But at the end of the day, it's really between yourself and the expert, the doctor, and just what is best for you.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Outside of the self-care trend that Mm -hmm. we were talking about, have you seen, any other emerging trend uh, over these past couple of years, or one that you see further emerging, and sort of how do you see that playing out?
2: Yeah, well, I definitely think um, skincare actives. You know, we just we hear so much about them. I think consumers are understanding more about them. Um, you know, I, I think that a lot of it can be buzzy words or you know words that yeah. products use for marketing. I think people getting treatments younger, obviously, is a trend. Um, I think men being more into these treatments and men being more into skincare um, and just aesthetics overall is also something we're seeing and just talking about it more. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think there's just so much conversation around the topic that maybe even if you're not ready to get a treatment, people are curious about it or they just want to know more which I think is pretty amazing because you know even a few years ago it was really not something that people necessarily talked openly about.
0: Yeah, what I, what do you think that's totally a trend that we see as well and we feel it in our practices and we feel it in our business. What do you think has given rise to that it's such an interesting point
2: yeah i think celebrities talking about it i think that's definitely helped i do think social media is seeing about it um and i think it's kind of you know it, it does come back to the self-care thing it's if this makes me feel better about myself or if this makes me feel more confident that i'm going to do it and i don't really need you know it, it's only for me and it only should be for me
0: yeah i mean i'm struck by the fact that the conversation that we're having around this topic as a as an industry, mm-hmm. you know, or as a, as a community of people is so good and so positive. Mm-hmm. And in ways, not to veer off onto other trails, but in ways it'd be nice if the broader dialogue in our society could be this kind of conversation. Right. Like we have bridged the gap from where we've been, where there was a, an associated stigma that probably should have never been there. Okay. And now people have entered that conversation with the idea that if I choose it, okay for me and right. and and i'm in a judgment-free zone when it comes to self-care right and i think that's so positive and so good for the confidence in our society mm-hmm. that I, I certainly and i don't see that trend changing do you at all like i think it's 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 one that's here people are feeling more confident about that choice
2: yeah and i think people are really seeing you know if this is something i always wanted to do i'm gonna do it now um and i'm not doing it you know to look different or better or you know, any way for somebody else. It's really just a personal thing for me to feel better about myself. But I think it's great, I really do. I think, you know, it's it's not pushing anybody's agenda or forcing anybody to do something that they normally wouldn't have done, but it's just great to know that people are discussing it and curious about the options that are out there.
1: Just a positive message mm-hmm. overall, right? For just yourself Absolutely. and building confidence. Yeah, and
0: I think it's it's incumbent on all of us that, that care about this space to make sure that we're preserving everything that you just said there, Liz, in terms of the choices and the options and the channels and the things that you put out through New Beauty, but the things that we put out in terms of product offerings as well. You know, these we just launched this campaign, and mm-hmm. thank you for covering it, by the way, and all the other campaigns that you, you all have covered for us, but um, this beauty on your terms mm-hmm. campaign. And I, I, I always remind people that if you're gonna call a campaign that, not only is it all about self-care and the individual's right and ability to choose. It's also their right and ability to choose not to do this kind of stuff, right? And so you have to find a way to respect that if that's what we're gonna call a campaign. And I think it's been a a good journey for us even to to sort of say, yeah, we think these products are great and can help Mm -hmm. when you choose them but they're not, they don't have to be for everybody. And we see that in our media today, right? We see people coming out, celebrities coming out, as you mentioned, talking about these treatments. We see other celebrities coming out and talking on the other side of that coin about these treatments. And I think both are good because both advance a dialogue that that hadn't been being had.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. And it's, you know, there's so much, like we said, so much information out there that it it is hard to decide what is accurate, but I, I think the conversation is great right now. So yeah, it's an exciting time.
0: So Liz, for you, like personally, how does what does that mean to you? That concept of confidence, and how does that how is that reflected in your life and in the choices you make?
2: Yeah, I think it's just feeling comfortable in your skin, um, and I think it's doing what's right for you, doing it because you want to do it, not because you feel pressured to, or not because somebody told you you should do or act or look a certain way. Um, and I think it's just about being happy. You know, we've had a hard couple collective years, and I think that. If there's something that you always kind of thought about or something that you might have wanted to do it's you know not that you have to do it right now but it's a good time to explore if what's out there because there's just so much technology so many advancements um there's just so many options which can also be scary but it's you know there's so many options that somebody who is you know an expert in it can help you make the right decision
1: in 14 years you've done i'm sure a number of interviews with um, with celebrities with influencers with experts what do you find is there is there a a collective message from over the 14 years of you have you maybe seen that change yeah
2: that's a good question well i think when it comes to the one thing that we kind of kicked off this with is beauty really is a common thread through people's lives mm-hmm. You know, and and once you get talking, it's kind of, you see, I'm using the example of a celebrity, they might kind of open up and think about something that their mom used or something that they introduced to their daughter. And I always think that's so cool because, you know, they came to talk to us about their projects or something else. But when you start talking about, you know, something that just means something to them or something they've used for 20 years on set, it kind of triggers just a flow of their life. And I, I just think, that's what really does make beauty something that touches everybody.
1: What are your thoughts on the millennials and the Gen Zs who are really paving the way for maybe others to be interested in in this industry?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think obviously, uh, prejuvenation is a huge topic. I am um, not a millennial, so it's, sometimes it's hard for me to relate to it. But I think it's great. I think that. You know they're a part of a generation that is more open and um really does kind of have their finger on the pulse of what's out there uh what's available and i think you know we see it a lot people are getting more interested younger and younger and i think it's great if they can go in with their mom or you know just go to a trusted source Mm -hmm. that maybe somebody that they trust has already experienced you know a treatment with Mm -hmm. so yeah i think it's great
0: so with this, we have this younger adult demographic that is now really approaching these treatments, or at least conceptually approaching all these treatments. I mean, under the entire umbrella of, of wellness and beauty and self-care. But we also have, in in our country right now, a bit of economic headwinds, right, in the form of high inflation, et cetera. So, how do you see that playing out over discretionary income spend, and 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 how that sort of manages itself over time? Because I think the interest is still there but do you view this sort of as a temporary pause potentially in that in the level to follow through on that interest until we get a little bit of clearing or how do you see that playing out? Is this industry gonna grow long-term uh, in a way that we think it all will because of the influx of that younger population becoming interested?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think all the statistics are showing us that it is just gonna keep going up and up. And I think COVID proved that. Like, you know, I, I think of those first weeks when, the and offices were closed down and the plastic surgeon's offices were closed down. And then all of a sudden we saw, you know, this boom where either because, you know, we call, we call it at New Beauty the, um, what did we call it, the home repair effect. You kind of, you know, always wanted to do these things and now you had the time to do them um, either at, at your home or on yourself. But I do think it's interesting, you know we saw that even in a time of so much uncertainty then, that people were still interested in this and they kind of were relying on skincare and beauty and all these other things to be almost a comfort. So, you know, I, I, I do, that being said, I realize, you know, These treatments are not necessarily cheap um, and they shouldn't be. You should never, we always stress that too at New Beauty, don't be looking for a bargain. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we'll just keep seeing an an influx. I really do. And, and, you know, like I said, with the men, I think we'll definitely in the next couple of years, we'll look at the numbers and it'll just be amazing how many more men are getting these treatments. So I, I just see it continuing to go up.
0: And it feels that, to your point, it feels that's happening, mm-hmm. certainly with the male population, uh, even now, anecdotally, as you look in practices. I remember though, for the longest time, this number had been stuck at like lower than 10% mm-hmm. of the overall addressable population that's coming in for aesthetic treatments anyway, were, were going to men. And that seemed to be irrespective of any campaign or any mm-hmm. any ability to try to drive them in. But I do agree, even I know for myself, now being part of this industry, I mean, I can't get enough of it. And right. so, you know, I, I become addicted. And now, you know, sort of a walk Billboard, uh, hopefully in a good way, uh, for, for for everything that we do. Um, so I do think I think you're absolutely right. I think that that changes over time, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing because I think if it was happening in the past, it was probably happening because someone in their lives was telling them to do right. it. I think now even men are sort of cool with embracing this idea mm-hmm. that self care could be for me too, and it's okay for me to make these choices. You know, right. which is which is a very empowering thing to have
1: happen and talk about it we've talked about like on a personal level what being confident means to you but when when people are your readers for example just looking at where they can go for information like we all want them to understand that new beauty like we talked about what you put into making sure your readers are getting facts so what advice though would you give if we want everybody to go to new beauty but what else would you give for other people interested in in beauty products?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, um, when it comes to treatments, just finding a trusted resource uh, dermatologist, plastic surgeon that Mm -hmm. you're comfortable with, that you feel comfortable, you know, I I think the first step, and and a lot of the doctors spoke about it here, is just making a connection. The first step shouldn't be walking Mm -hmm. in and saying, this is what I want to get, let's do it. It's kind of trusting them, trusting, their understanding of facial anatomy, kind of understanding what they can tell you is best for you and then taking it from there. It should be an open conversation, I think. Um, You know, it comes back to also what we talked about. It's not necessarily looking on social media and just having it set in your head that you're gonna get this exact same treatment that you saw somebody else get. That -hmm. might not be right for you. Um, So yeah, I think it's just having an open conversation, communication, with the right provider, um, and taking it from there.
1: It's good advice.
0: Excellent advice.
1: <laughs> we think so. Yeah.
0: Yes. We I've, agree. I've written it down. It's we, really I good. Mean,
1: well, connection. I think that's something that resonates with, well, Patrick is a, a people person. Mm-hmm. So I think having connection with all kinds of people, but certainly with your HCP as you're coming in for these treatments is huge.
0: It's a huge across the board, right? Mm-hmm. It is, it is the, um, we're, we're all either plugged in or we're not, right? Mm-hmm. And if we and if we're really plugged into the connections that we have with each other, mm-hmm. whether that's us sitting in a somewhat constrained booth, sure. or whether that is, uh, <laughs> or whether that's an HCP and us, or whether that's a new beauty a consumer engaging with new beauty, or whether it's a patient in a practice. Yep. If people tap into connections, they will be finding the most genuine path to where they're going, right? Mm-hmm. If they miss that, then. You, you can't so much help that that path could go in any direction. It's and you don't know if it's gonna end up in the best direction. I can tell you if they stay connected, it'll end up in a great direction.
1: If you feel that, if you feel that connection with somebody that you're sitting with an HCP, then yes, your path will be much, much better. So 14 years at a publication, things have changed for you. You wear a lot yes. of hats. Yes. So every day you do this and you, I, I was listening to her last night at dinner, right? She was doing this and this and this and this, all five things, right? Whereas used to, Maybe there would be those five people in your office that you could depend on. So now it's all you. So where do you draw your inspiration every day to continue to do what you do?
2: Oh, well, I had a teacher one time who gave me some very good advice. and I think about this a lot. And she said, if you're in this business, you should wake up every morning and just have five ideas that you can write down. And I I think about that a lot because it's kind of, you know, you wake up, you can hit the ground running um, and we are never at a, you know, a shortage of ideas over at New Beauty. The team definitely has a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what's so exciting is kind of coming up with something in your brain and seeing it from, you know, the Word document to your, to your notes to the, you know, the... I won't get into all the publication jargon that we, the programs we use to get something <laughs> on page, but, and then just taking it to the printer and then seeing it in your hand at the end of the day as a printed magazine, it's, it's just amazing. And I... Even, you know, when I'm traveling and I see the issue on stands, I'm like, wow, we, we did this. Mm-hmm. You know, we woke up one morning and decided that this would be a good story. And here it is. And a whole bunch of people can buy this today and read about it. So I think that's what's so cool is just having something physical in your hand mm-hmm. that you worked on. So, yeah, that never gets old. That never I gets can imagine old. it doesn't. To yeah. see,
1: I mean, because these are, these are not like a thin little grab and go. These right. are like work and expertise and just diligence in in our industry.
0: I love them. It showcases our industry and others in the best possible light. I mean, it's it's not, um, I don't say that lightly, like Mm -hmm. you really do an amazing job.
2: Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. And we were talking last night, sometimes it's hard to remember that. You know, it's the day to day, everybody's so busy, and I, I think that is what's so great is hearing that people read it because sometimes, not that I forget that people read it, but you know, when you're in it, yeah, in yes. it on your computer, trying to get to the deadline and typing away fast, it's pretty cool to hear that people pick it up at the end of the day. Of so course, thank you.
1: yes, you're welcome. <laughs> I love that. Is there anything else that you want to add before we close things out, no, here in Vienna? This has been
2: great. Thank you. It's it's really been great to see the doctors, to spend time with you, um, and just to hear, you know everybody, how excited they are about the new year. I think it's great.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, we are thrilled, Liz, to Thank have you, you here in Vienna, but Thank also you. here as part of our Urban Truth podcast. It's been great to get your perspectives Maybe on things too. and, and really you. have a nice, engaging conversation on things that are important to all of us. Yeah. In, in closing, the Urban Truth that we've sort of come around to today, I think, is that information is free flowing today. And yes, it's it coming is. at us in all directions, and it is oftentimes hard to separate that which is information based upon fact and that which is information based on opinion. They probably all have a place, but at some point we've got to distill through and get to the facts. So for all of us that are fact seekers, first of all, we should be. And second of all, we should find ourselves trusted resources. Everybody find a trusted source, use New Beauty, but make sure that you fact check other sources that you may be using against reality Mm -hmm. and make sure they're doing a great service to you. Go do something good for somebody else and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks, everybody.